eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we, we are back with an instant reaction podcast here. Miami 41, Temple 7. David Lake joined as always by Gabby Rutia. It was wet, rainy, windy conditions, and, and Miami still handled business. I'm I'm not sure we can really take much into this game or out of this game and apply it to the upcoming ACC schedule, ACC competition. But I will say what is encouraging, you know, for the fourth straight week, Miami did what good teams do. Uh, and, and in this instance, they treated Temple like an FCS opponent uh, with a convincing, comfortable win. So, Let's get into it. Um, the, the offense goes for 543 yards and 41 points, as we said. They went for 323 rushing, averaging 7.7 yards per carry. Uh, didn't have to pass the ball much. And they uh, totaled 220 passing yards in the game. We wanted to see a 100-yard rusher, Gabby, uh, in this game, and we got that with Henry Parrish, who went for 139 yards and two touchdowns. On 16 carries, Don Chaney got the start, went for 61 yards on nine carries. Mark Fletcher at the end of the game went for 51 yards on 11 carries. No A.J. Allen, so we'll have to see what is up with that situation. But a strong performance overall Overall, running the ball. Of course, it starts up front. Anything stick out to you, uh, Gabby, about the rushing effort? We are definitely hyping that aspect of the game coming in. Uh, to today's matchup, and it played out that way. 
Yeah, for me, it's just really them handling business, you know, at the line of scrimmage up front, doing all the things that they kind of had to do. I mean, I, I feel like they they kind of capitalized what even like, you know, someone like me was able to kind of see from Temple. And that's where like you kind of knew where you can kind of get them. And uh, it was it was really encouraging to see Miami kind of run the ball. Uh, the way that they did again I mean how, how much do you kind of apply that but I think just from a confidence standpoint I think it was good yes. for Miami to have that kind of identity game of just like we are going to mm-hmm. establish the run uh, we're going to do it on the road in in slick conditions where it's not ideal uh, so I, again I, I think just from, from that standpoint uh, you know that was probably what I just liked most was just again just kind of imposing their will which is one of the things I want to see come into the game just just do just do what you can do and it was a really impressive showing from you know Henry Parrish uh, Don Chaney had some really good runs too Mark Fletcher definitely at the end too. And then that offensive line, man, I mean, again, it was just a really, really, really impressive group. Yeah. And I'm checking my notes too. want to mention, of course, the Henry Parrish left shoulder thing uh, that, that he sustained in the third quarter is definitely something to keep an eye on. We'll see. I mean, you know, running backs, that's a tough physical position. It's probably just something he's going to have to play with and manage the rest of the year. So, but it is something to monitor here. Uh, luckily, of course, Miami has a bye week on deck. Passing game was highly efficient. Yeah, You know, really, Gabby, they didn't really show much, I felt like, in the passing game. They didn't need to. Uh, it, was, it was a pretty basic approach in terms of play design uh, in the passing attack. Tyler Van Dyke went 17 of 24 for 220 with three touchdowns. He easily could have gone for 300 if they needed him or wanted him to in this game. Uh, Jacoby George caught five passes for 90 yards. Xavier Restrepo, seven passes for 41 yards and two touchdowns. Colby Young, two receptions for 33 yards, including an impressive high point touchdown. I think that was like 28-ish yards or yeah. so. Um, so it was good to see those top three continuing to produce at a nice level. It was good to see Tyler still have plenty of time to operate. Um we did. I mentioned coming into the game, I wanted to see Francis Maui Maui Noah continue to level up. I felt like every week of the season he had leveled up, but it was time for him to take kind of a bigger step forward. And I think he did that this week yeah. against Temple. I, my eyes didn't notice anything glaring with uh, Francis having any breakdowns in pass protection. So overall, efficient, could have been way more productive if they needed to in the passing game but really I have no complaints with with how that phase of the offense went yeah I I definitely don't either and just with Colby Young like I think it was again I think it's just one of those things you kind of want to see uh watch him kind of go up bring a ball down like that for you know kind of dive extend get into the end zone and even the I I guess it was in the second half when he was called for an offensive pass yeah you know but again I I mean it won't come up on the stat sheet but just to watch him do it again you know to kind of get up there and and win another jump ball like that another contested catch I think we're kind of starting to see uh you know you know just really Colby kind of take those next steps which is again I, I think it's something that's important going into ACC play that Colby Young is that kind of downfield uh you know need a big play uh you know kind of contested catch uh jump ball type of guy uh so I I think that what we saw from from Colby Young was was awesome and uh again even everyone else you know the way that they kind of spread it around in the way that they did Tyler Van Dyke completed 71 percent of his passes which is huge as his season completion percentage rates like 
I think in that range at this point, I think he's at like mm-hmm. that 69%, 70%. So Tyler Van Dyke has been on the money, um, you know, already 11 touchdowns on the year, uh, more than he had all of 2022. Uh, so, uh, you know, again, I think what we're seeing from these guys so far is, has just been efficient, which I think is all you can really ask, uh, you know, at this point of the season and excited to see how they kind of continue to grow and level up that, that aerial attack. I think it was good too. Uh, the offense made Temple pay for two turnovers in the first half. They they went and scored two touchdowns off of those turnovers, off of those takeaways. So that's encouraging that complementary type of football between the defense and the offense. Um, once again, the offense demonstrated elite efficiency in this game. Really for a whole season, Gabby, they are, again, it's only four games and you know, you can nitpick at the competition level, which I think is fair, but they are a highly, highly efficient offense through these first four games. And quite frankly, somewhat explosive too, uh, in, in terms of the yards per play metric. But in this game, 54% success rate, which is in the 94th percentile of that measurement. And again, that measurement is a metric that um, tracks how an offense is staying ahead of the chains on a down-to-down basis. So Miami's doing a a very good job of that, uh, which is a credit primarily to the run game uh, unlocking. And then in this game as well, you know, we talked about how the passing game was pretty efficient. It wasn't overly explosive through the air. There were some explosive plays, but really it was an efficient approach. Still 8.1 yards per play in the game as an offense. Uh, which is 93rd percentile stuff. So um, really, again, Miami's only played one Power 5 opponent this year to this point, uh, but the offense has been great through the first four games. We mentioned Henry Parrish's injury. Obviously, Matt Lee, too, had a little thing with his right ankle-ish area, right foot-ish area in the third quarter. Didn't seem to be overly serious, luckily, when he was standing up and, and kind of walking off the field on it, but definitely something to monitor. And again, Miami has a bye week. Um, anything, any lasting notes on the offense? I guess one more thing. I thought Riley Williams had a nice, yeah. did a nice job blocking definitely. Uh, on one of Henry Parrish's touchdowns. Yeah. I forget if it was the first or second one, but he, uh, he seems to be getting more comfortable. I think in that Temple game, what, because what they ask of these tight ends it, with blocking, it's a lot. It's there's a lot of timing to it, and uh, I do feel like he is taking nice steps in that regard. Yeah, uh, I mean, definitely. I think Riley Williams had a had a solid game blocking. There was another. I, I don't think it was on a touchdown, but there was another one where you just kind of saw. I, I, he kind of motioned in and then he kind of did a fake motion out and then kind of came back and then he just kind of sealed the edge for Henry Parrish. I think it ended up being like, it was probably like another eight, nine, uh, mm-hmm. 10 yard gain. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but just kind of popped off the screen with just his kind of his ability to kind of go up there, you know, body up a defensive end and kind of give Henry Parrish that, 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 that room on the outside to go do what he kind of does. So yeah, definitely Riley Williams, um, you know, was impressive. And I guess just my last parting thought on the offense, you know, I guess just really just going into the bye week uh, you know, four straight games with at least 38 points over 40 points in three of the last four games. Uh, you know, this is, this is the, I, I, I mean, again, I think to this point, obviously a lot of football left to, to be played, but I think to this point, probably, uh, you know, best case scenario, uh, offensively, just from a, an efficiency standpoint, from, you know, productivity, like this is an offense that's getting it done yes. at, a, at a high rate right Absolutely. now. And those, those points are, are impressive. And 
I think you can be encouraged to when Miami, like the most amount of points Miami scored this year is 48, scored that against Bethune-Cookman, but that also came against Texas A&M. So they got up there in their point total, uh, you know, against the best the best team that they've played this year. And Texas A&M, you know, handled Auburn at home today. So I, I think that's also kind of a, another another just positive for Miami that that Texas A&M kind of bounced back and handled business against another, you know, strong SEC brand. Beyond Riley, too, they also got to develop some of their young depth. You saw the speed of Chris Johnson. You saw the speed of Ray Ray Joseph at times. So that's fun to see as well. Uh, Defensively, you know, let's start with injuries because that's kind of one of the key talking points on that side of the ball coming into the game and and just the way it played out, too. So Cam Kitchens is out, which is the right call. Uh, Akeem Mesador and Danson Breen, Danson, sorry, Branson Dean. Uh, traveled as well, but also held out, which was the right call. Nigel Kelly played, but he was very limited. I, I'm, I'm guessing his snap count is probably less than ten. It didn't seem like he was in there very yeah, much wasn't. at all, um, which I think is the right call too. So, I was glad with this approach in terms of getting guys ready, rest up. No sense enforcing it against this Temple team, which played out that way as well. Uh, just playing the result 41 to seven. Um, but it's good to get those guys back rested for ACC play. With that said, Gabby, I think you could tell a difference in, you know, I think that on the back end, you're, you were missing camp kitchens flying around on the back yeah. end, making the plays he makes. Not that Jaden Harris played bad. I don't think he did play bad, but he's just, he's not a difference maker like camp, obviously. Um, and then on the front end, I do think you can tell a big drop off from, you know, I think their first team defensive line today against Temple was fine, but it's that second team defensive line that rotated in today is where you see the drop off and where you're missing guys like Akeem and Branson and then a fully healthy Nigel Kelly. So it's going to be good to get those guys back, creating the havoc they create both on the back end and up front. But let's start with the positives. Run defense, crazy good. Um, 11 yards on 16 attempts leading rusher went for 12 yards. That's dominant. Yeah. Yeah. It's super dominant. Uh, it was, I, I think after three quarters, it was, they, I think Temple had one yard, one total yard rushing. Again, I think, I think it's just about, you know, this, this game is about, I, I, we, when we talked about this before, David, it's like good teams go on the, like, yeah, you went at the line of scrimmage and you don't like you dominate inferior teams. Like, I mean, yeah. this is where, this is where you got to do it. And again, maybe just big picture wise, what can you take away from this? But I think it's just about handling business. And I think it's about the approach. And I think it's, again, I think it's really good to see that Miami kind of came in with that mentality that, you know, we got a game to play and uh, we got, we're going to kind of get out. We're going to go out there and kind of do what we do. And I think when you stop the run like that, again, I think it's kind of that hard hat that hard hat mentality where you know we're gonna we're gonna do all this stuff and you talked about you know just it really just temple coming off that norfolk state and they're talking about a little bit on the broadcast like they had really they thought they had kind of established the run in that game and then for miami to kind of come and just you know really punch them in the mouth and really just not not let up um you know again i think that that's just what you want to see a team like miami do so uh you know obviously that was that was a really big deal and uh really good to see uh you know that miami run defense just be so so stingy we talked about EJ Warner coming into the game, how he gets the ball out quick. And I feel like at times, and maybe this is just like how game flows go with adjusting to an opponent during the course of a game. But I do feel like early on in the game, there was times where that approach was giving Miami some issues with him getting the ball out quick. He definitely knows where to go 
against pressures. And I think he early on, he was doing a good job distributing the ball that way and, and popped a couple big plays. Um, now he did throw some picks to Takori Couch, which was demoralizing to Temple's efforts. And shout out to Takori Couch for making those plays. Those were big plays. Uh, but EJ Warner overall went 22 of 39 for 240 with one touchdown and two interceptions. But again, if I am nitpicking, like, and this is from the standpoint of we're talking about Miami being a real team, right? So we're talking about them contending for a spot in the ACC championship game. If I am nitpicking their performance defensively today, I want to see that coverage kind of tighten up. Um, because look, there's going to be ACC quarterbacks that get the ball out quick, like EJ Warner does. And there's going to be those ACC teams that have much, much, much better weapons than what Temple had today at receiver that will make a cornerback miss better than what we saw today and generate some big plays. So I do think, again, as the game progressed and Temple was demoralized and didn't really have any answers, Miami's pass defense definitely leveled up. But early on, there was a little bit of sleepiness to it, or maybe sleepiness is too strong. A little bit of adjustment to it um, before Miami kind of settled in and played kind of consistently on the back end. I don't know. Is that too harsh? No, it's not. And I, I think, like, especially when I was in the halftime and I was kind of just gathering some of my early thoughts, like, obviously the game had gone well. Miami was in complete control, but, like, that pass yes. defense was was frustrating me. Uh, you know, I think – uh uh, again, especially in that first half, I think EJ Warner, he had a 194 of his 240 total passing yards. He made right. that really good play at the end of the half to, to get Temple into the end zone. You kind of got to tip your cap there because uh, sure. he just he kind of play. he made a play. And, uh, you know, I guess that's just how it goes. But, yeah, you know, I, I think it's absolutely fair to be critical of, uh, you know, of just what that first of that first half pass defense. And to Corey uh, played like, well. Right. But that one explosive is unacceptable. That For he sure. Allowed. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, you know, I, I think that there was, you know, I don't know. I feel like it was definitely something that I was just kind of like, come on, dude. Like that, that was the only thing that I think kept it from being like a total complete performance uh, was that first half uh, pass defense. Cause he was like EJ Warner in the first half. Again, it wasn't like leading to like scores, but he was yeah. like moving. They were moving down the, yeah. They right. were moving it. And they had a few of those explosives where it's just like, dude, like, I think it was like three or four of them that they had in the passing game. Maybe I I don't know exactly. I would have to go back and look, but it felt like there was like three or four explosives where it's just like, feels like that shouldn't be happening. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And again, we're nitpicking overall, the defense dominated, choked them out, all that stuff. But uh, we're nitpicking here. Jaden Davis led the team six tackles. I think this was a nice little Leonard Taylor game. Uh, yes, flashed definitely. quite a bit to me. He was in on that weird fumble by EJ Warren. I don't know. Who do you think really caused it? Was it Thomas score? Or was it? Leonard? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I like it's, tell it's, by the, it's, the whole play was weird. I was just like, that play kind of happened there. I didn't just seem like a fumble to me. Yeah, but exactly. Whatever. That's why I guess I didn't really process it too much. Like I just thought like, I was like, Oh, that's an incomplete pass. And then they confirmed the fumble. I was like, Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Here we go. Good break for Miami there. Yeah. And, and also too, we mentioned Thomas score. It was in on that play. He played well too. And a uh, definitely depth capacity mm -hmm. and two sacks. So, uh, Nice to see him stepping up. But really, I was encouraged by Leonard because when you have all these starters are out or limited on the defensive line, you know, that's three of their four starters that were either out or limited. He was the one guy that wasn't, and he stepped up and I think performed pretty well. So that's encouraging. He still 
has a lot more to give, I think, because he is that talented. So hopefully he's kind of on that climb up, that trajectory up. Um, and again, as the game progressed and Temple got desperate, Miami settled in on defense and, you know, game was over. Definitely. Miami didn't accrue any other injuries on defense, which I think is good to see as well. So overall, Gabby, I think we just get out of here on that. You know, nice, clean performance. Uh, now Miami can just rest up, recover, clean up some of these minor things we've talked about here in this instant reaction podcast and uh, get ready for ACC play. I think, Gabby, I mean, we'll, we'll get more into this here. I don't even want to go there, but I feel good about where Miami's at right now on their trajectory for the season. Uh, their confidence should be very high, which is good. Confidence is imp- is confidence and momentum matter in college sure. in college sports. So, uh, forty one to seven, good strong performance by Miami. They did what they should do against a team like Temple, and we will probably be back. Tuesday, Wednesday with our next podcast and we'll go big picture talking about Miami and where things stand relative to the country and the ACC and maybe serve up some rat poison on things they're doing well. So appreciate everyone for listening and until next time, take care.